0: Minifandom,
1: all, of it. all right, Mena fans, welcome back to Minifandom. fandom. It has been a roller coaster ride for this show. Of course, the Max experience last episode, and then one of Minifandom's fandom's favorite sons, Andy Mayo, called up to the big time and joined Kirk and the Beeve in studio on Friday. I couldn't think of anyone better from the mini-miniverse to go through this with me than Tim Ridgels. Tim, welcome back. How are you?
0: Good, Manners. How are you?
1: Really good, thanks. And uh, I know you're, you're a Mayo fan. I know you enjoyed the Max episode. So, you know, we have got a lot of really meaty topics to dive into.
0: I fucking love Mayo, no matter how much I know I shouldn't. I fucking I just love him. Like <laughs> he's he's great. He's great. Yeah, that was uh that was exactly exactly what I wanted. <laughs> it was it was perfect. So yeah, let's uh let's dive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: I, I sort of pepped him up a bit. That was my thing, and we'll get into it in more detail. But I kind of gave him a bit of a like wind up. I was like, I didn't want him to go in there and be sort of meek Mayo because you only get one shot at it you know you, you first shot in
0: there you got to bring it and I, I think he brought it all i think i sent him was just make as much direct eye contact with kirk as humanly possible uh <laughs> other than that I, I maybe like an own the room or claim the room but yeah uh that was great it was great that was great <laughs> Uh,
1: <laughs> uh, so before we get into the usual show stuff, I just—I was just thinking, I was on Twitter before and looking through my podcast app, and I, I wanted to throw something at you, Tim. You know, I've always been a Chris Klemmer fan, but um, – I don't know if you've noticed, but he started this new show, Double Play, with Brandon Walker, and Jeff Lowe, Kirk's very good friend, is allowing Chris to release this podcast on the coveted Lights Camera Barstall feed, which is a massive leg up for anyone coming into podcasting. They must have a million-plus subscribers. So, you know, the, the, the counter to that is they start a new feed, Brandon and Chris, they release it and absolutely no one listens. So I don't know. I don't know if that's disloyal or not. What do you think?
0: I didn't know they had started that show yet. Um, I I don't follow Clemmer much anymore. Um, I thought, honestly, he was better uh, with Kirk and with the show than he is mm. at Barstool on his own. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't fucking hate the guy or any of that shit, but like at the same time, I just, I enjoyed him when he'd be on the show cause it would piss people off and annoy people. And it was kind of fun, but now, you know, I, I don't mind Frank Fleming. I think he's, he's got his place and he's a massive star at Barcelona. I mean, he, it, when he goes out in public, he is one of the most popular people at that whole company. Uh, mm. I just, I don't find him that entertaining and I don't like, uh, uh, go out of my way to consume his content. So ipso facto, I don't really see much of Clemmer anymore. And I don't, I, I mean, I don't miss it. I, I, I liked at a theater near me. I liked quantum. I, like I liked that, that Clemmer uh, more than this Clemmer, but whatever, he's doing his thing. So he, he had a statement he's doing his
1: Specifically, thing. Specifically, is it disloyal of Jeff D. Lowe to Jeff D. Lowe, who is a, great friend of kirk's he knows about the kirk v chris Klemmer rivalry is it disloyal of jeff to you know say hey chris just releasing your podcast on on my feed that i've built up over a number of years i mean you've never done anything like that for kirk
0: it's it, it does seem disloyal at the same time you know company guy um make you know what's Looks good for the goose is good for the gander as far as that goes um so i mean that's a company guy move if you got a place you can put something like that whatever uh but i was not aware that uh jeff D. Lowe did put Clemmer's show on his uh network that that is interesting i for for the sake of your show i will call it a backstabbing dog shit move fuck jeff delo excellent thank you. thank you thank you team for playing ball um mm-hmm. all right. That was just
1: something I was thinking about because I was I was musing over it as I was looking through the new podcasts that were dropping. All right, so um let's get into TCB. Ironically, the tribute to the New Hampshire cast um podcast. I know I, I now hate Chris and Ethan, but whatever. I still like the segment. Um So last show Max was on, and and it turned out to be a very short show and not even a real mini-fandom. And just a bit of background, you know, he told me he had an hour. So I thought I had an hour of Max Madness, and I was really happy with that. And I thought I would, you know, get through a lot of good stuff in an hour. But it ended up, you all heard it, after 30 minutes he he pulled the – pin because he had some chicks and espresso martinis to get into. Um, so it was kind of like a very sort of quick, weird episode. Uh, I know you appreciated the madness, Tim. Well,
0: as <laughs> those who uh, live in glass houses should not cast uh, stones or something of that nature. So coming on here shit-faced and making an ass out of yourself. He like says he was week? sober, by the way. So he he's, hey. he's told me he finished work and he logged on honestly reading the comments about how wasted he was and how trashed he was i kind of chuckled it was like i mean do you do you want to see drunk on a show like i, I mean that was kind of amateur hour as far as that goes uh but he he just kept circling around to the same thing which i mean I do too, but he, he it, Max Max is a fucking chode, dude. He's like everything that's like wrong with like uh, entitled uh, rich kids. I love the fact he's a super conservative, but he has mommy pay for shit for him. So he talks down to other people and tells them how they should live and how they should like you know uh, manage their finances. But at the same time, he fucking slings back martinis and mommy pays for his fucking beamer. And it's just like, dude, you're the fakest fucking conservative i have ever seen in my entire life Uh, but it it all feeds into it he's he's kind of a interesting character i feel like i need i I feel like i need more just like one more one more dose that first dose in the studio was great uh and then like with you he was pretty pretty entertaining I, i mean he's entertaining i'll say that he's very entertaining i just think he's a fucking fraud
1: he might be going in on Sunday night. I'm I don't think he will. I think he'll disappear now. I don't think he will have taken the reaction to Minifandom very well. It was it was one of those things we recorded it and I knew it was bad and I knew when I released that there would be some reaction. But as soon as Kirk tweeted out Well, whatever he tweeted at, that was one of the worst, the worst ever Minifan performance. I was like, okay, we're off to the races now. And there is no way Max had any idea Kirk listens to Minifandom.
0: I just, well, I I believe Kirk listens to a lot of what people put out. He'll mention the 420 show at times. Uh, I just, I found it astounding that Max thought he was like good. Like it's basically like you get tossed in the water <laughs> and you tread water and swim. You're never going to fucking be like Michael Phelps in there, but he, he actually thought he was like good rather than like sufficient or, uh, I got through it or whatever. He, <laughs> it was it, it, that type of irrational confidence. I I really do enjoy. Uh, like I said, especially out of a person like him who's a complete fucking fraud. So
1: Oh, it was it was incredible, and the reaction was so so great. <laughs> and um, he must be really—I mean, he stopped replying to my messages and stuff. Um, oh, really? He, he, so, oh. so, so was basically, he angry, was he angry at you? Well, no. So, what happened was, um, I put it out, and I put a tweet up not long after it was out. Someone said, "Look, oh great, Menas has saved the night," and I said, "Well, wait till you listen to it." Um, because I knew it wasn't one of Mina Fandom's best episodes. And then someone said, Oh, this guy's smashed, and I agreed, and then I got a message. I wasn't smashed. Um, and then then I sent him a message on Monday. Don't worry, I think Kirk will have forgotten about it by now, which was a complete lie. I knew he wouldn't have. Um and I uh, didn't hear back. So I think oh, um, Max and Manners are done. I I get annoyed about <laughs> I, I get annoyed about I get annoyed because, you know, I put a lot of effort into him in a fandom and I want to do a good show every week. So if he says he's got an hour, it's annoying for me to put an hour aside and then him really – and you can kind of tell he was, like, rushing through it because he knew he had, you know, to go. So you didn't even get proper, like, thoughts from him and
0: you couldn't even really have a back and forth. Uh, But it was incredible. I can't – it's another one where, I mean, dude – I fucking came on your show a couple of weeks ago, shit face and bitched about Mike for fucking 45 straight minutes. So it's kind of, you know, I can't really, I can't really cast the first stone here. Unfortunately. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even annoyed. Like, you know, it is
1: what it is. And it was a great reaction. And, um, it, you know, the, the madness the madness of that episode will live on forever in this podcast feed. So I, I appreciate that. Um, and I hope he goes in on Sunday night. I do. Because I think deep down Max is – we're going to say a good guy, but I think, I think the minna fandom will be like, he'll look back on that as like an all time low moment in his life. Not like his performance.
0: But I, I mean, I hope he goes on Sunday. I want, I, I want more max myself. Uh, I, I find him genuinely interesting. He's the person in college that you just absolutely loathe. Uh, just a donkey. But, like, at the same time, I, I kind of want more of it, um, especially yeah. if he's willing to put it out there. Uh, let, let's peel the us feel did a, a fucking stupid
1: job, stupidly bad job. There were some great quotes that Cullinane should have played on the main show, like when Max said that Kirk was left of Stalin. Like, that would have been a great quote for the <laughs> – and also, uh, you know, Max ripped into blind Mike. I don't know why Carl didn't play any of that audio when Mike was sitting there. I thought – anyway – who am I to tell Dave Cullinan what to do? Um, you don't right.
0: Picasso how to paint, buddy. You just let their masters Absolutely. do their thing.
1: Absolutely. Well, let's get into um, the show stuff. Um, three shows this week. Started on Monday, a short show. Kirk was in a rotten mood, and he started with the news that Harrison just suddenly quit, and Kirk was annoyed that Harrison didn't give two weeks' notice, and I'm a Harrison guy, but I have to say I 100% agree with Kirk that it was a little bit strange that Harrison would know, you know, the show's coming out regularly. They need the content to go with the show. Why wouldn't you say to Dave Cullen and, hey, I want to stop in two weeks, so can you arrange someone to take over the social content? It seemed a little bit strange.
0: I I, I've never interacted with Harrison um, as far as in DMs or behind the scenes or in any really way, shape or form outside of a couple times meeting him and his father. Um, They're pleasant enough people, but he kind of genuinely felt like someone that didn't get it or like wouldn't be comfortable in this type of environment. Um and it's, it's a surprise to me that he lasted this long. Uh, I think having relative a- autonomy to create content like snippets and put it on the show page and stuff, uh, he did fine with that, but mm. I just, I, I don't think he is cut from the same cloth as a lot of the fans of the show potentially, or I I don't know. It, he just seems more uh, delicate and sensitive, uh, and I'm actually surprised he lasted this long, but obviously, you know, you just got to hope he does well or whatever, whatever oh, endeavors he uh, undertakes. He's provided us free entertainment, like, you know, uh, Twitter. Just and more specifically, I can say why Kirk was that. Well, couldn't you have told us a couple of weeks ago? Now, does he do the I mean, shirts? Because if, he if he's responsible for the shirts, then so long, buddy. Like, bye bye. Let's get someone that can make a shirt that doesn't suck. I I, I always wondered what level of involvement Harrison had with the shirts as far as like graphic design, because they were wretched and it seems like it must have been him. So in that regard, I, I found him to be, you know, just an abject failure. Okay, so Harrison's gone. That was the Monday show. It was
1: very short. There were very few calls. It was like an hour and a half, and and you could tell Kirk was just grumpy about something. But then on Wednesday, and then and actually on Monday, Kirk started this little bit of tension with Mutt, saying that Mutt's going to turn his back on the Minna fans, um if he got a new job. Which is it, it's absolutely true. I mean, it, it, Mutt would drop the Minna fans in a second.
0: What what do we what do we provide Mutt? other than maybe like a couple thousand substack subscribers like exactly. if, you're gonna, if you're gonna feed your kids and pay your mortgage you're gonna fucking do what's good for you uh and i certainly don't blame mutt um if you're listening Sorry. to this mutt if you could unblock me that'd be wonderful but uh other than that yeah no i think he'll he'll be out as fast as he came in uh if he was to get an opportunity especially at a rival gambling company which it's It sounds like if he's going to take a job, it's probably not going to be in traditional media again, and it would be something for another gambling company that's not Penn Entertainment. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But he'll be gone. He'll be gone eventually. I won't know about it because I'm blocked. Fucking pussies. Mutt's play should be to get an
1: offer from a rival gambling company and then go to Dave Portnoy through Kirk and say, hey, look, I've been offered to work at... X company I'd much rather work for Barstool. Can you make it happen? He's what, you know, and see if he can get in that
0: way. Um, he could probably and- just start working at Barstool. I'm pretty sure Portnoy still thinks Blind Mike is an employee of Barstool Sports. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure Mike could just, like, show up, uh, work for a couple months and then just send an email like hey can i get my uh, back pay for you know something's not right with payroll and they just, i really think he could just start working there if he wanted maybe sign one piece of paper and like scan it in but like i, I it just it, it seems like he could just show up and do it and no one would notice there's so much autonomy at that particular they <laughs> they 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 just do things different at their studio compared to how everyone else has to do it. And it would just be interesting if Mutt just started showing up. Like, I think he could, so.
1: So that led into Wednesday's show with Blind Mike and Mutt. And I don't know if we've had that combination yet. And everyone was raving about the show afterwards. Kirk you know, It was on Twitter saying how much he enjoyed it, what a great show it was. A lot of tweets were flying around. I thought it was a good show. I certainly, certainly was a good show. I didn't think it was quite as good as they were saying, but it was it was a good
0: dynamic. The three of them. It was a great. I, I thought it was a great show. It was just fun. Um, it was like the best of mutt and the best of Mike. Uh, Mike's timing. Mike's timing with his quips and his little sayings and whatnot, uh, it's very similar to Mark Norman when they do the uh, four-way Protect Our Parks on Joe Rogan's podcast with Ari Shafir and Shane Gillis and Mark Norman. Norman doesn't say very much, but when it's time to make like a perfectly interjected, just like little quip, joke and it's usually a little hardcore or racy it's it's really funny it's really funny and mike's kind of hit his stride so it was a perfect kirk was having fun mutt was actually good and mike was like right on time with everything so it it was kind of a a perfect show as far as it goes It, it was a really fast like hour and 45 um absolutely I would yeah. say top, top 20% of shows. That's what
1: I always do. I try and sort of rank where the shows are. Like I thought Monday's show was probably a bottom 20% of shows. And I thought Wednesday's Wednesdays maybe top 30, Friday's top 10%. I mean, that's what I like to do. And the more shows that come in, you obviously there's a lot of material
0: there to sort of, I think sort, of, I think sort, of think sort through. Wednesday's was more universally lauded uh, as far as people just loved it, and it was a great show. I myself, once I found out uh, the Friday guest, was a little more focused on what was to come. Um, Same, but uh, no, no, no. That was that was that was a perfect.
1: Perfect. Show. Do you remember when Mutt used to go in, and Jerry and Kirk would like bust his balls, and there was that sort of fun vibe going on. That's what it kind of felt like on Wednesday in a new setting with, you know, Jerry not being there replaced by someone funnier in Blind Mike. Um, But it it just, you know, the way they were, Matt, was... I feel like Mutt was really sort of part of the show now, like uh, getting into the weeds about his kids' lacrosse raffle, you know. He, he's you know, It takes sort of while. You sort of have to work your way in to the fabric of the show. And then, you know, once you're woven in, um, you get what we got on Wednesday.
0: It, the only way that it could have kind of peaked was either Tim from Canton to call in with a script and bust – mutt's balls like he used to or <laughs> steve from providence to somehow yes. call in and <laughs> call mutt's kids fat or whatever um that would have I, I wish one time when he was in the studio tim tim could find a way to call in just to talk to Mutt. i think it'd be funny um but yeah no it was like like you said uh, a solid a like a like just a good a show very good
1: and Kirk saying much happier than monday
0: Yeah, it didn't seem like he was too pumped about uh, the Harrison news. Um, I I genuinely think he dislikes change and uh, just kind of wants uh, adults to be adults and uh, take care of yourselves. Uh, Um,
1: But I don't think it's just that. I do think he's a bit old fashioned. And to him, you know, it's. It's a slight if someone doesn't give you notice. And as someone, that employs, as someone that employs people, I know, even if they're on a casual basis and paid hourly and there's no law saying they really or contract saying they should give you a notice, period, it's still courtesy if you're working for someone for a long time to go, hey, you know, unless it's a surprise. Like oh, I just got offered of this last week. And then you be honest. You say, "Look, I just got off this. I going to start on Monday, or I'm going to lose the opportunity."
0: Um, if you do so, that yeah. type of work for a place with the type of recognition, and you know, I would assume having done like graphic design and content creation for a place like Varsal Sports carries some weight. If you decide to go do that elsewhere, uh, I would think you would want that recommendation. And not giving two weeks, like, I've quit a couple jobs, you know, way, way back in the day, explosively. Like, it was fun. I wanted to walk up to someone and be like, no, fuck you, and here's why, and here's how you should fuck yourself. I didn't want to give two weeks because I didn't respect them. But I also didn't want a fucking, you know, reference from, like, a timber frame shop. I didn't need it. I didn't care. Mm. Uh, It's weird that he chose to go that route, and not give two weeks, that's pretty standard, even for, like you said, uh, in whatever business you might be in, like you would expect, you know, that level of courtesy professionally. So The only thing I guess is that I didn't think of is
1: maybe there is something and Harrison knows that if he tells Dave, it'll probably end up on the main show. So he lied. And anyway, I wish Harrison all the best. He's done a great job for the main show. He did great content. And I agree with you. Probably not suited to this world. They get someone in who we're happy to get their hands dirty a bit more, and I think everyone's happy. Bring back Justin. It's only, there's only right. only one way to go. <laughs> it's, uh, all right. Now, um, well, and then and then it. So we two great shows, but then the week was capped off by. I don't know one of the great American stories of our time. I mean, this is one of the sort of not rags to riches, but greatest comebacks in American history, American modern history. The fact that Mayo was uh, ostracised, the the most despised minifan, um, away from the world, seemingly lost, seemingly he lost adrift his in the mind wilderness at one point. He went crazy yes, at one
0: he point. He needed to
1: he went- go to therapy. <laughs>
0: I think, I think he's he was lobotomized. He, I think, I think he. They took a chunk. They took a little chunky out and put it in a jar and said, mm-hmm. "You can take the chunk home with you. You should probably keep it." And he he takes it everywhere he goes. He looks a little chunky talks to it, fucking. But he's been lobotomized. That's not the same Discord Mayo. That is not the same human being. He's completely <laughs> different. It's like a pod person, you, or there's like a, like a little a little man inside of him working him with like levers and controls. Like it's not the original Andy Mayo. That person was a hate filled, <laughs> absolute trash bag piece of shit, and I loved him for it. Uh, but this Mayo, I find it entertaining, but I don't I don't know what the end game is. I, I feel like I I will always feel like he's up to something because he's not the same. Person, it's 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 a different person. So I, I I I want more. He should be the permanent Friday chair. He should be there all the time. But Kirk seemed to think he would. It seemed to
1: indicate that he wants to bring him back, which was incredible. He said next time great. you're back, you just have to turn it down a bit. But you, you have to say it is a great comeback from from lobotomy to in studio, uh, carrying the show with Kirk. It, it was it's it was tremendous. And as I said, to you, I gave him a bit of a call on the morning. I pumped him up I said don't hold back if you get it. I said to him, Kirk's going to come to you at some point and say what do you got Andy And I said just just go for it And you know we'll get into the details of what he's he asked Kirk and the madness of it but that is that is what makes Mayo entertaining is how unique he is because the questions he asked Kirk I, no one else on the universe would ask Kirk those questions and um, that that is why, you know, I enjoy Mayo. I told Mayo to try and make the show three hours. Everyone who's criticising Andy Mayo, um, I said to him, you, you just you- – just drag it at us and
0: just keep going the look on his fucking face so it's like a place where most normal people are really uncomfortable or uh, just, I, I don't know, you shouldn't be that uncomfortable, Kirk's just a guy but it, it's 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 kind of uncomfortable in there, Mayo had the biggest fucking grin on his face, he was just having like the funnest time, he looked like a kid, I, I pictured the same way him walking through Santa's Village, just like, this is tremendous this is, this is heaven on earth like, it was that same thing He's just genuinely like content being there. It was like holy <laughs> shit! Like he interjected like at the right times. He would talk. It, it was like, very nervous perfect. at the beginning, and <laughs> I
1: noticed in the first like twenty minutes, like man, nervously like tying his shoelaces. <laughs> and I was okay. He's, he's he's just gonna needs to relax into this. Um, but I don't want to. I don't want to circle. I don't want pa- to ride past and beef.
0: Um, what was his name? Paul? Peter? I all I wrote okay. down was Beave stood no chance. <laughs> that's all. <I> got. He <laughs> Beave was the most normal guy that's been in that studio in months, like an absolutely just <laughs> abject normal seeming person. He liked Disney a little bit. Um did Disney people A little bit, a lot. So I like Disney. And I like guns, but Disney people and gun people fucking weird me out. It, it's just a weird thing. Like, I, I, I love Disney. Who? I mean, who doesn't? I, I, I'm, a, I, I'm a Republican, so I'm supposed to hate them or something. I choose not to. I enjoy Disney. I always have. Uh, but it's the same thing with, like, super gun people. Like, when you go to a range or something and you see people that, like, go to ranges, it's like adults that, like, go to Disney every single year. It's just like, bro, like... Yeah, it's cool, man. Like, Space Mountain's awesome. Like, especially if you take some mushrooms or something. But, like, uh, (laughs) every year and, like, the costumes and shit, I don't know. Disney people are, like, kind of just, like, cultish, like, gun people. Even though I am an advocate, it just kind of weirds me out. But that was – that he – that was the weirdest thing about him. He was a totally normal dude. He was he he was just a totally normal guy, like a good guy.
1: And, yeah. I've, I've got some beeve notes here. So, firstly, <laughs> Carl doxing Beave right out of the gate. Right out of the gate.
0: Two and, seconds in. And Beave going, okay, so we're saying that, are we? <laughs> uh, the fact that he coaches at like a, you know, probably – a uh, pretty upper middle-class type uh, high school or whatever in also, a probably very liberal town in Massachusetts. Like, and he, and also, he seemed very uncomfortable with that right off the bat, but he settled uh, it
1: and, and obviously it opens the door for Kirk to just start dropping in, you know, pedophile dro- jokes. Just so um, so <laughs> I felt sorry for him. I don't think Carl did it intentionally, but careless, Carl, as usual. So I've got some Beave highlights here and they're really not that strong. So do you remember the story about, like, the plane and the, the screen not working? Like, I still don't know what the end game was with that story. Beave, I think, went somewhere and his girlfriend's TV wasn't working and she was giving him a bit of guff. Um,
0: I often <laughs> and, start saying things and I don't know where they're going. So I, I sympathize with him there. But, yeah, Kirk's reaction, and, just like, he's great, isn't he?
1: <laughs> and then it went into that he cries at strangers' funerals. Um I don't know if you caught that. So, you know, like all mina fans, as you say, there's you just always get that window into the darkness at some point. And that was that, that was Beave's little, you know, yeah. opening. The fact that he just, you know, goes in and sits in funeral homes crying at strangers <laughs> that he's never met.
0: That if that's if that's the weirdest thing about you, like I said, still you're the, the most normal person that's been in that studio months, months mm. and months. Beeve was Beev was cool. <laughs> And he did the crossword,
1: and I think that's something he could do more of. Mm. Um, And it's a bit like Shane. Shane Mudgett's found his niche in the world. He's doing that show for KMS. Um, So maybe Beeves niche is the crossword. Uh, But by the end, he he looked so disgusted by Mayo. He he just he he did not want to. He did not like Mayo. I don't think.
0: Oh. I don't I don't know about that. It's kind of nice when there's a foil there, like uh, more people, because then you can kind of just sit back for a little bit. So I don't know. I don't I don't. I think he got to say everything he wanted to say. He professed his love for Disney and funerals and shit. So I mean, I think he got it out. I don't think he hated Mayo. How could you hate Mayo? I don't know. Mayo's messaging me as
1: we're recording this. Oh, dear God. Uh, and one of the messages he's asked me is, who hated me the most among all the people you talk to? Haven't haven't actually um, heard from anyone yet who hated you, Andy. I saw Rico Bosco put out a tweet about him.
0: I'm also blocked by Rico, so I okay, don't yeah. see those tweets. Rico oh, and God. Mutt. That's like two of the only – and Brandon Walker, but – Why Mutt? I don't know. That's the thing that bothers me is I am, out. I, I really, truly think I'm one of the biggest Mutt fans, like alive. I, I I would listen to Mutt at night just for like nostalgia. Like at times in the car, just to like I, I don't know. I loved the Mutt episodes and the Mutt time period when he was with Kirk and Jerry. I, um, I, I really enjoyed that. That was, like, the height of it for me. And uh, so I've just been a huge Mutt fan. He's my fucking avatar for, like, a couple of years. I just – I can't stay blocked and use you as my avatar. I'm sorry, Mutt. You, you, you've hurt me. You've cut me. And You know, you know Card has got incredibly fat fingers. Maybe
1: he accidentally blocked you when he had Mutt's phone, like he was watching something on YouTube and accidentally blocked you. I, I don't know what I did. I don't know what you did either. All right, so we're sticking with Friday show. I, I, I've got I want I've got a whole stuff, a whole series of Mayo takes we need to get into. Uh, just a question, do you think Carl hugged his sister?
0: I hope so. I, I mean, I, I'm not a big hugger with family. To be honest, I'm a big hugger socially, like I'll Mm. hug, I'll hug and kiss. Like, we hugged and kissed. I I'm I'm, I'm very loving. Uh, But as far as with family, it's I don't know. I I, I actually, I, I, I sympathize with that a little bit. I'm not, I'm not very uh, overtly and openly like lovey uh, around family. So I hope he did. It, It feels good to do that. And it is good. The human body craves contact. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Very deep, Tim. Um, and and Cull, as usual, just cannot express himself. I mean, he just babbles on about shit. Um, and Kirk, you, Kirk, Kirk tweeted out something. Someone, like, replied to one of Kirk's tweets in Dave Talk. It was and just this nonsense. a masterpiece, <laughs> yes. a
0: masterpiece, a masterpiece lead I don't know who that guy is. I don't know where he came from, but he has studied Cullinanian speak find it. deeply. Like he was, he's proficient in a language that almost no other human can fully like <laughs> grasp. And he okay, so this is that language.
1: This is Zach a. Briggs in Cullinanian speak about whether he hugged his sister <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, yeah, I did, but I like it. It wasn't exactly a hug. It' One of those, you know, somewhat but not one of those, she told me she was thinking about it too and just don't because we don't do that, so I didn't. But then it was like, yeah, I'll do it last second. So yes and no. Um, perfect night. Absolutely perfect, perfect culinary.
0: Perfectly.
1: All right. All right. So now let's get into the bizarre world of Mayo. And as I said before, unique guy, I mean, I mean he, so he's got this list of questions, and I'm <laughs> and he's going through his phone. I could not have imagined that one of the first questions he would ask Kirk is, what do you
0: tell your kids
1: about God?
0: It's the hardest. That was the hardest I have left. Um, I was working from home on Friday, so I was watching it, like, on, like, the big screen on my TV and shit. And when he... <laughs> He goes, so what do you got, Andy? Like, you know, hit me with it. And he busts out his thing. And he's like, you can tell he's like scrambling to find like a good one. He just goes, what do you tell your kids about? God, dude, I fucking busted out. That was the hardest I've laughed in like a couple weeks. It felt good. That was great. That was a perfect way to kick it off. It's just like, what else you got more? What else? What else you got in the bag? Mayo, this is fucking phenomenal. Um,
1: And and then not only that, he doubles down and goes in with the Follow up, and well, what do you tell them about heaven? Like, it, it's not just he really I went don't all believe in. Believe
0: in it, Andy, so I don't tell them <laughs> anything about it. <laughs> it and awesome.
1: that was, and that was preceded by, and this is remember the the guy that you know was a, a fierce critic, um you know, a, a sharp tongue. And his question before that was, "Kirk, what's your favorite like kids' film that you had to watch?"
0: Uh, <laughs> it, the, 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 he has he is not the Andy Mayo that I fell in love with he's a different guy and I love him differently but he is There, that's an imposter it's an imposter it's an imposter I don't I don't know he's 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 been lobotomized uh,
1: another question was he ridiculously asked Kirk if he would record one of his therapy sessions for the Mina fans well,
0: the fact that he was just like, hey, bro, bust your fucking phone out and start reading text to us. That was that's I mean, that's what's great about him. He it, it's ballsy mixed with stup- stupidness, like stupidity. It's just like this perfectly like mashed up concoction of like. uh <laughs> dumb confidence and, like, just, hey, Kirk, hey, Kirk Minahan, take your phone out and start reading us texts from other, like, relatively famous people. Uh, do you mind? We're live on YouTube. Like, I thought that I was know. a good game, though. I thought that was great. a really good game.
1: And great. it's it's very much in the spirit of the KMS universe. And, of course, Kirk's going to play ball. I mean, that's right up Kirk's alley. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that that was a great game. Um, And so ridiculously thinking, I mean, if Kirk's going to, like, tape a (laughs) private therapy session and then put it out as a podcast. Um, Then he asked Kirk if he'd mentioned menace in therapy. I thought that was a very good question, actually, one of his better questions. Mm. Um, Kirk lied and said he hadn't. But there's absolutely no way he hasn't mentioned multiple minor fans in therapy sessions.
0: Uh, I, I, I would say the question is, can you see Mentors in the room with us right now? That that may have that may have been that may have been breached. No, I I, I really hope, I truly hope, uh, and I assume he's got a very good therapist. So. I would hope that five $600 an hour is not going towards any sort of attention to this bunch of fucking wackos and uh, is more uh, useful.
1: Well, something that Kirk said in the past about his therapy in the show is that the therapists often say to him that Kirk lets the, the tiny majority of haters um, take up too much of his – you know thoughts, um, and, and this is a you know a, a negativity bias or whatever. And you know it's it's not just podcasts; every performer has it. You can get a hundred good reviews, you get one bad review, and you can't stop thinking about it. Um, so he has said that in the past. So he must talk about uh, the Minifan at some point. All right, now the madness of mayor continues. The next question: I could not have expected this, Kirk. Do you hope? I know you're proud of the world that you've created. Do you hope Minifans are hooking up?
0: I I, I didn't understand. <laughs>
1: like, like, does he hope? No, not not are they, or uh, would you like them in a couple? But you know, do you hope they are? Like, <laughs> I,
0: I just don't. I, I don't understand the question. <laughs> like, I I didn't understand the point of that question, but I, I still liked it. Uh, I, I assume at some point at one of these shows there has been a man and a woman that have met um, you yes. know with, without planning Absolutely, it. I can probably guarantee home that and had some sex that night like, absolutely cool.
1: I'm not, yes yes definitely
0: I don't think Kirk hopes that happens though. <laughs> I don't think he hopes that happens yes. maybe, maybe someone fucked Mayo in school just... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think it's it's what I think
1: a caller said. The weird thing is Mayo's, like, sitting at the live events, looking around, going, I wonder who's going to hook up, which is bizarre.
0: From, from, like, out the window of a Subaru, I wonder who's <laughs> fucking tonight.
1: <laughs> and then he threw out the the, the assertion, Lauren and Steve, um, from Providence becoming a mini-couple, mini and Mayo, I would go to that wedding. Um <laughs> Just, I, I don't know what to say just it's so wild um i i,
0: I would consider attending that wedding he says like yes. like just like uh, yeah 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 that's that's a uh, that's good of you good on, good on you andy like you're such a mm. fucking giver um and then
1: Mayo threw out the thing that in therapy which he seemed to Undertake after Steve completely shredded him on the main show. I don't know if the Minna fandom listeners remember, and maybe newer listeners to KMS. There was one show, probably a couple of years ago now, that Kirk arranged for me and Andy Mayo to call in. It was and um, take on Steve, and Andy called in, and it was it was just it was just uh, it was so. May got destroyed.
0: One of the most savage things I've ever heard that was prior to YouTube. I would have given anything to see Steve's face as he was doing it. Cause you could probably Mm. watch him like, like the Grinch when his like, his his lips start to curl up as he's grinning. Uh, he, he destroyed Andy Mayo curb stomped, like the beginning of American history. It was, that was ugly. Uh, it was beautiful, but he, he destroyed him. And then that's when Mayo snapped. Like a, mm. a like, a, like and went a, to therapy. Snapped. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I wonder if I, I wonder how much of Steve Robinson destroying him in public that day actually led to Mayo, who seems like an intelligent guy, a relatively decently adjusted guy. As far as great his guy. Life. Yeah. went to his family uh, home, met his wife and kids. Great. Terrific. but like i wonder how much of steve robinson actually affected andy mayo who is a real person getting real help in the real world That's 100% it did he admitted it did he he, he admitted like why? why was
1: the show making him so angry irrationally ang- angry um and i was sort of trying to work out what happened and it, it it all started at the kirk 5k when it was you know it was it was a disaster the way it was organized and mayo decided to be very um public in his criticism of all the things that went wrong and that's where it started and then
0: that's right that's right uh the uh the fact that why would you pay to enter a race when you can use the app for free or something i i think that was the the crux of his uh, argument there uh mm. worked out really well steve fucking yeah. skull fucked him it was great
1: and then there was the thing where I did an um, episode of Nickel's Worth of Free Advice. And we, I think I said something about one of the sponsors. And it was supposed to go on YouTube. And Andy said to Steve Robinson, oh, You should listen to this before we release it and see if it should be taken out. Um, and uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, but yeah, that ended with Mayo getting destroyed and going away. And then Mayo revealed his therapist said to him that he is depressing. Now if your therapist is saying that to you, yeah, you're depressing.
0: That's fucking wild. That's wild that a, a a therapist would say that to you. I'm sure uh mine and other people's thinks it, uh but uh I don't, you know, that's just that's just wild. It's a yeah. wild thing to say to your client. Like <laughs> well, patient, whatever.
1: I mean, so we've gone through some of the wild things Mayo has talked about when he's probably going into a barstool show, trying to have some fun. So you can imagine what he'd be saying in a therapy session when you're really, like, digging into the madness. Um, I, I've got to say, I thought Dave Cullinane was a little bit unfair on Mayo, and, and Dave does this all the time. He loves to just pile on everyone, and say how shit they are when they come in. Like, I thought Mayo – asking questions it was good like even though some of them were wild and Carl was like okay let's play some bad radio now when like half the time Carl does after half an hour is like okay i've run out of topics he should have been happy that someone was in there with stuff to
0: talk about when Kirk has like a smile on his face, and he's just like, "What else you got? What else you got? What else you got?" He kept asking Mayo to bring the list back out. It was great, like mm. so. I mean, as far as that goes, uh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't notice like Dave trying to move on from it too fast or whatever. I, that that didn't, I guess, hit hit me. Um, mm. But uh, it seemed like Kirk was enjoying the fucking question. Yes,
1: <laughs> just Colin I started this narrative that. Mayo was no good. I do have a couple of criticisms for Mayo. And it's, this goes down to, this goes to, you know, the new Mayo. He was asked by Kirk, you know, who's your sort of least favourite person on the show? And he just completely whiffed. I think he said Ryan Whitney. But mm. he he just pulled his punch. Like, he didn't say anything critical at all. Um, yeah, he just... Uh, this is the biggest troll in the world. You know, just was oh no, Ryan Whitney. And that was it. I don't, yeah, I, I don't,
0: I don't know why Whitney just popped into his mind. I would have, I'm not sure honestly who I would say, to be honest, uh, as far as if I was put on the spot with that, but, Yeah, Whitney. I don't think is the worst person in there uh, at all. Whitney's shows are always fucking pretty electric. I think he's hilarious. So I'd probably say Julie if I said if I was asked. (laughs) But um,
1: (laughs) he did pile on, and this is I've got to. I I wasn't happy with this, but Mayo piled on to Montante. And we've got a few listener questions, so we'll get to you and Mike later on. But uh, Montante... Uh, may have brought up again the, the the Montante spilling the lanes thing before the show. Um so I wasn't happy about that. I think we need to move on from that.
0: Yeah, I, I I'm working I'm working on it. I'm trying to trying to get out of my uh Montante phase. I I, I don't know. <laughs> that was that was that was a really weird hour of my life. Uh mentors, I don't know what to say there. <laughs> um
1: but to. i would just want to finish off this um, madness from mayo we'll get to your madness um what, there was oh yes the, the weird comment by mayo that he's confident about no he's confident that he can raise a confident girl but he isn't masculine enough to raise a boy now did you did that land with you
0: i i, I don't I mean, I under—I guess I understand what he's saying. Like, I—I I get what you know you're trying to say there, but it's—but I, I don't have kids. It—I it, okay. I don't have kids, so it's hard for me to say. I, I think, I mean, I, I just—I uh, I would. You know, no one in no one I, in I, the world would
1: just, think that. No one in the world would think that. That's what my that's what Mayo is, is like this singly unique bean. I think maybe like the moles have done something to his brain or, or something.
0: Well, he's just kind of calling himself like a soft, like cuck pussy which was perfect like yeah I couldn't couldn't teach a man how to be a man it's just like fuck yeah that's right perfect check that Uh, uh, and
1: Babe at this point I think he wanted to leave like I think if if Kirk had said to Babe by about now do you want you can go if you want he'd just been like yeah I'm out of here Um,
0: one point where he rocked forward in his chair and I think he was going to get like a water bottle or something but I actually thought he was standing up and he was going to walk straight out the door like when Mayo really hit his fucking pace like towards the end. And he's just <laughs> rapid firing at that
1: point. And that was all like, I said to Mayo, <laughs> in network, have... keep going. I said, keep going. <laughs> yeah. I said to <laughs> Mayo, keep going. I was even sending him messages throughout <laughs> the show. I was saying "Man, don't stop. Keep going.
0: Oh, that's great. That's great. No, he, he looked like he was about to get up and just peace out. It would have been a fucking, that would have been such a boss move. <laughs> like, just like later. <laughs> yeah. deuces. Yeah. I- and and he's never heard from again.
1: Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, uh, I want to grade Mayo's debut. Um, debut. I'm not joking when I say it's. I. I think you know one of the better first up performances.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: You know, you think about even you know, especially from the fans, even more, you know, like it's it's a very strong first up performance. Uh,
0: it's it, to me. It was. I mean, I'm biased like i said i am very biased in this uh i i knew him at the very beginning like in the discord he was a demon he was just this hateful fuck like and to watch him go in the studio after pussing out and fucking being the guy that sat in his car just being mayo uh finally seeing him in there was fucking great and i would i would watch that anytime i thought it was great i a minus Solid A, A
1: minus, at, and at mm. very worst. Like solid A, I thought it was great. Yeah, it was one About of my favorite episodes in a long time. I agree. About halfway through, I was, you know, B B plus, but then he really brought it home with a wet sail. So he's yeah, A minus. I think is a A. It was just a very strong debut. Good energy. I think he because he knows the show, he gets the show. And he he's a good talker. Yeah, it, it, was, it was just great fun. It was great fun. And I thought, you know, like Kevin's call, when Kevin um, asked Mayo if he wanted me to suck his dick, Mayo said some very nice things about me. <laughs> um, so obviously, you know, I'm very appreciative.
0: Well, Kirk he seemed genuinely to enjoy, like, he's just like looking at this creature, you know, this fucking specimen, like out front of him, yeah. but he was enjoying it. <laughs> like So I, I don't know that was to me, I, I, anyone that hated on that, I, 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 it's not like you don't get it and it's your opinion, but I think your opinion, shit. If you didn't like me. Great.
1: Uh, Greg Polar tweeted at, I'm not ashamed to say I enjoyed it. Should be the permanent third chair. That's about Andy Mayo.
0: No, he amended it with the beef. <laughs> his next tweet down, he, he amended his own tweet with I the I think beef. he was joking. I think he was joking. Yes. No, no, Mayo was great. Um and uh, it it I don't know. It it was very, very uh very interesting to be very interesting to see him up there.
1: The only the only sour point of that show on Friday was we're now back into the rhythm of Rico just calling relentlessly and Kirk fake laughing at all these jokes that aren't landing Uh,
0: ever honestly before rico went away um when he started going after people's you know wives and families uh when he went away i was kind of like these calls suck but when he called in his sour shoes the other day or some of his calls lately have been hilarious and anytime he pulls out like the mrs rodriguez uh like uh voice or whatever i I think the calls lately have been good. I mean, eventually, I think it'll get to the point where we get it gets saturated again, and it's not as funny. But right now, I mean, Rico's kind of kind of working for me, even though I'm blocked because he's. It's not working for me. Um, I think there should be Sorry. a
1: a limit one call per show. Like Cullinan should say to Rico, "We love your calls. Just just say just think of you all your best ideas, and then just." Think of all your ideas and call in with your best one every show. Uh, all right. Now, to, so that's moving on from the show stuff. Um, let's get into the Minifan world, then listen to questions, then we'll wrap this up. Uh, so there's not much happening in the Minifan world. More more shows dying than shows actually releasing stuff. So since the last show, the Big Dog show is dead. No great loss. Um not really a show, but it is gone. Uh, VD,
0: as usual, has moved on. Who was he doing that with? Was he doing it with a standard, um, like, the same people all the time or anything? It sort of
1: rotated around Montante, Wagon, uh, Dave, uh, whoever. I mean, it was sad. It was terrible. I mean, Jay. It would often end with just VD and Jay. That's how sad it was. But I it know I dead.
0: mentioned this last time, but Daver is a absolute delight. He is a delight. He is a, a beaming. He's just a ray of light. He's he's, he's a really happy, nice fucking guy. Absolutely. Damers, not jealous. Damers, awesome. <laughs>
1: not envious. Um, <laughs> so Big Dog Show is dead. The YouTube network has not released any shows at all. Uh, The only thing that did happen was Mick released an episode of BAP and then pulled it. So it was like a 10-minute episode. I started to listen to it, and now I'm really upset I didn't finish it at the time. I started to listen to it. Something happened, and I thought, I'll go back and finish that at another time. Went back, and it was gone.
0: What happened with that kid? I listened to the first episode of his show, and I was like, okay, Um it kind of seemed like when I had like a month long project due in school and I did it all a couple days before and I mostly harvested everything like plagiary <laughs> through plagiarism. Yeah. Um, it seemed like it was just kind of clipped together and he had the technical ability to clip stuff together, but there wasn't much meat on the bone, but I still wanted to see where it was going. It was int- the, the topic interests me. It genuinely. So it was kind of, I was kind of bummed, like in a way, when he just kind of disappeared. I don't. Did he freak out or something? I, I think you talk to him more than I do, or I don't really talk to him.
1: But- I've lost contact with him. I, I genuinely think he's in that case, like all Men of Fans. Yeah. Um, so I, I think he's just run away in embarrassment, to be honest.
0: Oh, that sucks. Oh, oh, oh. I, 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 or, I just- or,
1: or, or he's actually like stumbled onto something major and like he's like locked up in some CIA black ops jail somewhere and not allowed to talk about the Vegas shootings.
0: Honestly, like, I'd like to hope it's the latter actually. Well, people like him doing that, <laughs> it's it's a joke obviously. You know, he's not he's not being watched by the government, but like the thing that turtle boy is doing right now, dude, I wouldn't fuck with that shit, man. You but you got to be making fucking mad money to start like fucking digging in on goddamn like Cops and detectives, state mm. police, like that's fucking, it, dude. I, you, you dude. are literally opening yourself up to a lifetime of fuckery, and mm. that's the people you. I, I don't know. I just you would need to fucking pay me a shitload of money to start digging in on people like that. It's it, it's a wild, it's a wild move. It's it's pretty. I, I don't know. I don't think that ends well for him, and I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze as far as whatever he's getting out of it, especially monetarily, but it's it that's intriguing. That's very intriguing. So him and Mick are, you know, playing a dangerous game right now, I think, but I, hey. I, I, I want to see more. I don't want to see – well, uh, look, I hope we hear from Mick again. He's a really
1: nice guy. I enjoyed having him on this show. He really helped me when I was in, in um, Boston and Red pulled the pin on our live show at the last minute. But, but I think um, it's easy to what – I mean the the actual Kirk Minahan YouTube network is, I guess, officially dead now because the last release was two months ago. So if yes. you're not, if you're not, it, it, but it was kind of, you know, it was dying a slow death. But I think it's officially now
0: that, like, yeah. Anyway, it was uh, robust at the very beginning. Yeah. It was robust. If you looked, if you go back and look at some of the view counts on like mike and the minifans or even great thinkers i mean five six seven thousand views ten thousand views like mike and the minifans like at the very beginning i mean i think everything peaked with the rundown uh i think it was the greatest show ever on the youtube network yeah, i think uh, man is live probably men men live that's one a uh but as far as I think the, once the rundown went away and once uh, that split up, um, that was that was, that was was the death rattle. You could hear it. It was uh, a sad, slow death.
1: It's a shame they can't get someone to do a Mike and the Minifans Fans type show. Yep. Yeah. Just, just I- one good, because that was always my pitch to start the network. Let's start with one good rundown show a week and go from there. And, and see what that springs up.
0: Um, well, Justin did a rundown show, honestly. I, I mean, I jumped on there a couple of times. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. It was something, but it wasn't great. They're, they're- I quite enjoyed the ro- rotation because it had a, a real rhythm there for a
1: while where I think, you know, Blind Owl would do a show, Tim and Canton would do a show, and yeah. you'd do a show. And it was good. It was better than nothing
0: exactly and if someone had the time and capability like shane uh to splice in other materials so you have clips and sound uh or even just some graphics something other than just a raw like here's a fucking zoom meeting watch these two or three people have a zoom meeting mm. uh, just, just something to give it some production value and i think shane actually probably seems like he can do that um he uh if he can do more now that Harrison is gone, whatever. Give give him as much of a leash as he can take because he's been pretty fucking awesome. Um, it seems. It seems. Mm.
1: And just stay, staying with the Minifan world, last thing. I mentioned it to Mad Max, but he had no idea what I was talking about. Uh, the 420 show and GVE have officially split, um, signaling I, the, the official end that. of GVE. Um, now, who
0: is still... Who is still what what are the two factions? This is kind of like NWO versus uh, yeah, like who's in the wolf pack Who, who's who's what?
1: like Jill- well, in the, the the 420 shows hosted by uh, tiny Chris and um, Pat, Superman yes. Pat. yes and they were part of the GVE network, which is John from Scranton, ba sneakers um, wagon. Uh, and and now, um,
0: they did not renew their contract.
1: They, yeah, they did not renew their contract, and, and and this happened because on Twitter, I was criticised for lumping in the four hundred and twenty GVE show with GVE, and I pointed out to Pat and Chris that well, GVE was actually in their Twitter handle, so um, it it, it wasn't particularly strange that I was lumping them in with GVE when GVE was in their Twitter handle. And in which case they um, changed their Twitter handle and officially split with GVE.
0: So Um, this was a roundabout way for you to pat yourself on the back for killing GVE. I like, no, I like We've got,
1: we got there. there, We're talking. We're just talking. I didn't ask for a pat on the back. And all I'm saying is now is, uh, Good luck to the 420 show. I think that was a really sensible thing to do. I know Pat's been criticised for, I don't know, just standing around not doing enough that, that infamous night in Portland, but uh, I think they've, they've finally they've, they've made some good, just wise decisions. Um, you know, the reign of terror from GVE is over.
0: <laughs> I saw the birth of GVE. It's sad. Um, it was a, a once great uh, idea uh that uh it's much 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 like communism Uh, it's a great idea in uh, theory but in practical application it often ends in a disaster so
1: All right. So that's the Minifan world. Actually, spent a lot of time on that considering there's no shows coming out apart from this. Now it is listen to questions. Uh, Cape Cod famous. Does Tim still hate Montante with the burning fury of a thousand suns? Now, you alluded before um, about that lost hour. Yeah. How did you reflect on that?
0: I regret nothing that i said as far as the message or the point mm-hmm. i regret right. the way that i was saying it and the fact that i just steamrolled every other person on the show and acted like a donkey so i take back nothing i said i just you know getting shit faced and putting yourself out there is kind of uh embarrassing so uh, well, but, I, I mean I montante does that. it all the time i mean no, I just uh,
1: by the just end of the show with Brie mind. and Montante, Brie uh, Montante couldn't keep his eyes open. Like, he's lucky it is not a video <laughs> product, so he can't criticize someone for doing that. Um, and you also got those reunion shows off to a like a flying start from there. They were three of the best shows in miniverse history.
0: It, it was fun. I don't know, it was fun. I, I just like I said don't need to be doing that. And
1: <laughs> but, do
0: you, do you hate Montante still? Not in the least bit, not in the least bit, not in the least bit.
1: Okay. So just
0: very much dislike him. Maybe I dislike, I mean, not to rehash it yet again, but the actions of anyone that decided to spend time with that particular person the next night. That's okay. it. Great. Um, All right. So, yes, I think he still does,
1: uh, to answer your question, Kate, good (laughs) for him. Nipples, Gearhead Mike, this is obviously to me. Did you buy a raffle ticket from Mike Monansky's Kids Lacrosse website? This is how you could come to either the Plymouth Live Show or Next Soccer Show for $20. Unfortunately, uh, you cannot buy these raffle tickets online. I did think about this just to help out this scam, um, but no. Uh, and then the Gearhead Mike has written, if I won, me and Mrs. Gearhead Mike are heading to a breakfast place in Australia. What Minifan wouldn't want that? Well, any Minifan is welcome in Sydney anytime.
0: time. Well, Mutt, Mutt said, if you want tickets, reach out to me. I'm unable to reach out to them. So I go on their shitty fucking website and I look it up. And the only accepted forms of payment, you have to email the fucking league and then send in a check money order or cash in an envelope in 2023. uh, I I, I just, I wanted to help, you know, I would have taken like a 10 pack, you know, for the kids, but as I'm blocked and they have a website that looked like it was made by a child. Um, I, I just, I can't participate at this point out of principle. I am going to
1: um, not participate either. Participate either. All right. Now, uh, next question from uh, Menna Fandom. Mena's do you think that Carl really thinks that by simply marking the ads on the podcast for Blackman that Barstool knows whether the listener skips ahead when they listen? I think Carl I'm not sure if Carl really thinks that. And I've spent a lot of time thinking about this question, whether you could see um, if an ad is skipped through. And you really can't. You can see where ads are downloaded. You can see consumption of podcasts, like percentage. And I have to say Minifanda's consumption is above 100%, so thank you. Um, but you, can, you can't actually see whether um someone skips forward through an ad like you can put a pixel in an ad now in a podcast and you can track exactly where every ad is downloaded and listened huh. but you can but you can't actually track do you go through the ad you can just like has they ha, is it downloaded have they pressed play on the episode um, not sure. you can like you like you can match it up so if if you know your consumption is 100% or 120% like this podcast, which is phenomenal, um, you, you you, you, still can't say have the – like people still could have skipped through 30 seconds here or there. Huh. Um, so I do think, though, that the tech will come pretty soon where you can track whether someone skips through an ad. Uh, and a bit like now – how on when you're watching online, how ads caught up and you couldn't just skip past them anymore. I think podcast ads might develop something similar.
0: You would think advertisers would eventually demand it as yes. far as. anyway, that was, a nickels, that was a nickel's worth of free
1: advice segment tribute to Andy <laughs> Mayer. We'll be talking about Mike's next week. All right. Um, Men of fandom. Another question. Men is, have you ever said the name Kirk in a therapy session? Unfortunately, I haven't been to therapy since, well, since Kirk started podcasting for sure, so no. Have you, Tim? No, that that wouldn't come up. Yeah. Um, Patrick, I have a question for Tim. How many times did Montante fuck your mother?
0: I don't know. I'm going to see her this weekend. I will ask her. She has been limping, so I assume he gave it a right pounding at some point. David from Hull
1: has Andy shut up yet? Very ironic that David would say this, don't you think? <laughs>
0: what, uh, uh, I mean, uh, that's the thing. Everyone talks about David being a big talker. I guess I don't see a lot of the shows that he that he's on, or something. Or I had never met he's him. He's not on anymore. He's he he kills them all. He's the show killer. <laughs> he's the show. No, killer. He is. Don't they do a gambling thing? Like uh, he's one of the no, it's gone. Oh, really? Yeah, he doesn't do anything.
1: He, that's why this sort of hateful envy, envy comes out because he, you know, he yearns for the bright lights, but there's, <laughs> there's no opportunity for him. Um, also, is Tim done yelling at Montante? I hung up and listen. Yes. Yes. The squid. Funny. This is a question for you, Tim. In your opinion, which city is more dangerous, Portland, Maine, or Mogadishu, Somalia?
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, uh, uh the dish. Uh, I, I I don't think you want to be there. Uh, but I mean, <laughs> Portland Portland is a uh, Portland for a city of like 70,000 people. It's pretty soft. I mean, it's in Maine. It's like kind of soft and cushy. It it's it's Maine, dude. <laughs> like, so yeah, I think, yeah. Anyway, okay. I think Mogadishu is gonna win this one. All right.
1: I'm not sure you would have said that on that reunion show. All right, next question from Punch Tony. In the fucking
0: face, though. I mean, it's, you can get punched mm, in the fucking face. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Tony,
1: were you upset, men as when you found out about Steve from Providence and Lauren's relationship? I was a little heartbroken, I've got to say, and I, I hope they're just rumours and unfounded. Um, so, yes, Tony, I guess, yes, I was upset. Maybe not, as upset, maybe not as upset. as Lauren was when she found out, but I was certainly upset.
0: What uh, the 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 picture under that like pagoda at uh, Socko One? I mean, it's one of those uh, where it started, where it's going, or <laughs> just fucking Steve Snail trailing all over the couch. I mean, something something must have happened. You you had to have known like all along. That she pines for Steve and not you, right? I thought it was all over. I thought it was, like, done and dusted. Well, better luck next time, buddy. Billboard
1: chart guy. Oh, you'll, you'll like this question. We can both both answer this one. You can only take one, and this is a question about the band, music from Big Pin, Pink, the band, brown album, or Stage Fright. So you've got to pick your favourite album. You can go first.
0: Uh, of those three, I mean, I would say music from Big Pink, um, Asterisk, uh out front of all three of those, I would take Moondog Matinee, it's my favorite band album, and my Wonderful. wedding song is a outtake on Moondog Matinee. Which which one? What am I living for? It is a beautiful piece and it's not it's only in the re release, like the remaster. Um I don't think it's on the original vinyl, but it's kinda like an outtake, but great song. Um, I mean, Great band. Holy cow! God, Moondog Dog is my 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 jam. But of those, big big pink for sure. Yeah.
1: You sir? I don't even think it's a question. The Brown album. It's it's just about the most perfect. It's just about the most perfect album. Yeah, you know, the, the, there's a few out there in history, but the, you know this is one of them. Um, good question, Billboard chart guy. You know, Tim, that I want to get Butch up. guy on but but I'm protecting him from it because whenever – and you, you were the chief protagonist of this that, you know, uh-huh. he went on – you know, you released that audio of him and got him almost cancelled and I lobbied hard for his return to the Miniverse and, yeah, I just don't want to jeopardise that, you know, slip of the tongue here or there and all of a sudden he's back on the shit list.
0: I was going back through emails the other night, deleting shit. And I found the email (laughs) where I, I said to Rob, send it to me. And he goes, no. And I go, just fucking send it. And he goes, are you sure? And I said, "Send it," and that was the last thing. And so, what I—that was—that was the lowest. That was the worst. I don't. It was such a dick move. He's such a nice guy. I have no idea why. I—I I, I still to this day. That was another one. Like I—I I think I blacked out and just came to. I don't know. I don't know what mm. happened there. I, I, you I genuinely either. felt bad. I was holding yeah. my phone just like, oh, like no. like an audible gasp. Like, oh, why the fuck did I do that? Like, oh.
1: no, I mean, you've been on a hot streak. you got nothing to feel bad about. All right, next question from Memes. Why was Daver so jealous that Andy Mayo was in studio? Well, what, what are your thoughts around that? Did That's Dave, Dave not, from
0: did Dave not uh, was he critical of Mayo's appearance? Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see or hear that. Um, just like it must Twitter.
1: have been, um, must have been. I, I oh, mean,
0: that sucks. I disagree. <laughs> but why do you think David was so jealous? I don't know. I, okay. I, I, I mean, I don't think I don't know he was jealous. But if he was jealous, I would assume it's just because Mayo's in there and he's not. But like, yeah, I, I don't, sense. I, I don't, I don't know that David was jealous. I can't speak for him.
1: I didn't get okay, his well. tweets. Memes is usually spot on. Anyway, next question, Roscoe. Now, this is a question that directly affects you. This is oh, this God. is probably the most important question of the the night. With Carl being in charge of distributing the alcohol at the upcoming live show, how bad will he fuck it up?
0: Uh, I mean, if you so when when they did Rough and Rowdy in Providence. Um, a couple of years ago, they had like the, the the bar station thing, the drink station, it was basically like you could get like a couple different types of beer or like Pink Whitney and almost nothing else. They kept it yep. really tight and really like on brand. So I don't think it would be too hard to coordinate with whoever put something like that together. Plus, I'm sure a venue like this has vendors that they use consistently dave alluded to it the other day i mean there's got to be people that just we do the security there for pretty much every event we do the fucking bar there for every event i don't think it'll be that hard um but to not sell liquor would be a massive 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 mistake uh that's your money i mean beer beer doesn't have nearly the margin fucking liquor does it's Mm. not even close wine doesn't have the margin liquor does liquor It's, they should find a, vo- a vodka sponsor to partner with. It's Pink Whitney, New Amsterdam.
1: Okay, I mean,
0: yeah. New Amsterdam fucking – I mean, it's, it's simple stuff. I don't – that's how they did it. Like I said, just the one bar stool event that I've been to in the past couple of years, it was like, do you want Pink Whitney or do you want, like – yeah. Bud Light in a giant can or, like, fucking Heineken in a giant can. And no, they act-
1: absolutely cannot serve Bud Light there. Can you imagine when the lunatics like Montante <laughs> walk in and, like, they buy a beer and hand it a Bud Light? They'll be, like uh, – they'll set fire to the place.
0: It's not I, grossly, I grossly underestimated – I grossly underestimated that. I just figured in this day and age there's nothing, anything, you know, anyone can do to, like, tank a stock. But, I mean, when you're talking, like – 11, 13, 16% market share in like a week, that did not hit well. That did not hit well. And I was actually surprised by how fucking pissed people are. It's Mm. even by my standards, it's fucking wild. (laughs) So whatever.
1: Back on Roscoe's question. I criticize Dave Karnam for a lot of things, but he's not terribly bad at organizing things. Like he's not like a – like I would say, very diligent, and everything's always sorted out. But he's actually, I mean, he's he's pretty good at getting things off the ground.
0: Yeah, Dave seems. I mean, things run pretty smoothly. I don't. Mm, so, pretty... so I think I think there'll be a lot of booze. I think
1: there'll be minifans throwing up in the urinals again. I think. Um, yeah, it'll it'll be wild.
0: Hopefully, I mean, I. I enjoy, I think, uh, my strategy from the Portland show of getting bombed on Friday night and then actually staying sober to watch the show, uh, I think that's that's the new strategy for me going forward. Uh, I enjoyed the show uh, immensely, uh, and I was able to remember it, which was nice. It was different, to be perfectly honest. So I think that's the way to go. Live it up the night before and then actually um, focus more on the entertainment the second night. Yeah. I think that's a very good idea. New tradition. Absolutely. Yeah. Really good idea. All right. That is all the listener questions. So thank
1: you. And we'll, we'll wrap up Minifandom with our usual tribute to Red's dead parents. RIP. RIP Red's parents, you know, I'm sure they watched – I mean, I've been watching some great stuff. I I watched Picard, the final season, which is a a next-generation reunion season, and it was terrific.
0: Was Patrick Stewart involved?
1: Yes. Well, Picard probably gave that away.
0: Well, I thought it Um, might have been a prequel, like – uh, him leading like in no. a younger life. No, no. So yeah.
1: he did, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, not a prequel. And it's, it's the third season. The first two seasons of Picard were pretty terrible for <laughs> the third season. They decided to do a, a reunion season of the next generation. And they had some Voyager people and all that stuff. Um, so it was great. 10 episodes. It was like, you know, being in the nineties again, was Geordi uh, on there.
0: They bring out Geordie. Yes.
1: Yep. He was oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. if you are an old, an old school Star Trek fan, you can, and you don't have to have seen the first two seasons of Picard. Like you won't be like, what's going on. It's, it's a, it's a self-contained season and that's it. And they kind of launch a new thing at the end. So um, worth a watch. Um, I've also been watching Jury Duty, that new show on um, Amazon Prime. It's a sort of reality show about a a courtroom drama. Um, Have you (laughs) seen it?
0: No, I – okay, for about a week I saw shit about Jury Duty and I kept, like – scrambling to figure out why everyone's talking about a Pauly Shore movie from like 1997 <laughs> and, and Jury Duty's is like a really underrated comedy to me the guy that plays the fucking killer or whatever he's hysterical in the courtroom but uh, so I just couldn't figure out why people were talking about Jury Duty and then I realized it was a fucking show that I'll never see but uh, yeah uh, shut up Pauly Shore I guess and
1: uh, I've also started a Seinfeld rewatch yeah. now what are you watching
0: I have mostly been watching Catfish uh, on (laughs) MTV, but I consumed the most interesting episode of Dateline ever the other night. Um, There is a gentleman named Arthur Knight in the UK right now being persecuted by not only the Americans, but also the British government and uh, the Scottish government. Uh, Arthur Knight is an innocent man. He is not Nicholas Alaverdian and he is not Nicholas Rossi. He did not do anything to those women. And he is absolutely a British gentleman who was adopted and just is living peacefully in Scotland on a respirator. It was absolutely the most, <laughs> and it's one of those daylight episodes where by the end of it, it's like, Oh, we could have, we, we could have made this an eight minute episode, but it was two hours of the most entertaining fucking true crime that I've watched in the longest time. Uh, please, please watch the fucking Nicholas Aliverdian episode of Dateline. It is a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. He is wow. Arthur Knight is an innocent man. He's fascinating, but he is an innocent man. Justice for Arthur.
1: Justice for Arthur. I like it.
0: So what where Dateline? I guess
1: the listeners can find that online somewhere.
0: NBC, uh, if they have uh, uh, if you have the ability to and like on demand, go back into cable or however people do it, I just go on demand. Uh, well, and I guess,
1: then you could watch um, Paula's new show that's on Peacock.
0: I um, could do that.
1: And that's it. That's all you've been watching: Catfish and Dateline. Basically, yeah. I it's bi- a lot of busy
0: se- busy season, you know, busy season trying to trying to keep it tight.
1: <laughs> yeah, I stayed up. Um, so now the show goes live around eleven thirty PM my time. Yeah. Uh, so I stayed up on Friday night to watch the Mayo show live, um, which was really good. It's it's kind of it's kind of good when it's um, you know late Friday night. It's it's. Uh,
0: we it's did. A good time. We did watch a movie today. Uh, it's from like nineteen ninety eight or something. Uh, it's called Maria Full of Grace. It's a Colombian movie. Um, I've seen she, that. Is that the one where she? Um she becomes dies a mule. in it. No, yeah. she doesn't die, but uh yeah, she becomes a mule. She um, starts
1: swallowing bags of coke and then yeah, pellets. One, of them, one of them bursts and she almost dies, I think.
0: Well no, one of the chicks she's with, uh you know, one of the other mules that bursts and she they they have to extract them. <laughs> they have to I mean, extract it's a them. Movie. Yeah. It, it's completely subtitled in Spanish, and it's like uh, 25 years old. So, I mean, I don't think much of a spoiler. But she did get a uh, Best Actress nomination. That's how I mm. originally uh, found that mm. movie. I just, who is this lady and why is she nominated for Best actors? And it's a absolutely uh, riveting, intense film. Uh, it's very intense, very intense. On um, Lights, Camera, or the Chris
1: Clemmer Network, they're often talking about Whiplash, that film with Miles Taylor from about 10 years ago. Yeah. So I finally watched it. Very good movie. They weren't lying. It was phenomenal. very much phenomenal.
0: And the uh, I can never remember the guy, the bald guy the, that plays. I'll the look kid. it up while you talk. Um, I don't know what happened to him. He was great in that Lady Killers movie that Joel and Ethan Cohen, uh, with Tom Hanks. He was very good in that. He was, I mean... J.K. Simmons. Yeah, he was like award-winning good in Whiplash, and now he just does fucking like State Farm commercials and nothing else. And his teeth, he has like for a famous rich person, he has, like, the worst dentures I've ever, like, seen or heard. So I don't know what happened. Like, if he got all methed out or something. Or I, I, I just – I don't I mean, know how you go from – well, I just don't know how you go from being that big to only doing, like, insurance commercials and almost nothing else. I don't see him in anything anymore. So
1: someone he's. on his, um page here, and it looks like he's done a lot of character work and stuff, and none of it's really been that good. But it seems like he's been working pretty regularly, but he probably hasn't picked the right projects. Huh. Interesting. Um, it says he was in the Batman too, so...
0: Oh, no shit. Uh, well, I did not see that.
1: Anyway, that was a tribute to Red's parents. A lot of great stuff for them to consume up in heaven. They got a lot of time on their hands. <laughs> Um, Just as far. Well, well, Tim, thank you very much for joining me on Minifandom. It's been great to catch up with you. It's it's been a it's been a wild couple of weeks for this show, for the main show, the Mad Max experience, the Mayo experience. Uh, it's it's the kind of drama I love. Like, this is you know, you know, I know Carl's obsessed with ca- cancelling people and all that, but I, I'm i much more enjoy this kind of real life Minifan drama.
0: Seems like there's been a good pace lately, a good uh, rhythm. So, whatever coming into mini golf season, it's a it's a good thing to see. It's good.
1: Have you been to Tabers? Have you the new Tabers?
0: Yeah, we went up, um, and like I said, like conveniently, uh, you know, Tabers guy on the phone didn't mention that they got rid of the metal cups and they kind of slope in and a couple other uh, traps that are missing. No. And, like, yeah, so, so so what so what else so he said they've just changed the carpet,
1: but that's not true.
0: It it is much spongier, much slower. Uh the cups one of the big things about Tabors is a lot of the cups were kind of uh they had lips on them, they're kind of weird, some were a little bit oblong or oval. Uh so it just you know added to the the fuckery of the whole course, uh and kind of the charm uh to me. But they they have them now, so they're much more like a newer course and they kind of just drop in there's not going to be as many lip outs there's not going to be as much fuckery um the sand traps they're not sand but there's some traps that are gone like it just it and it's much slower and and that's a big part of uh you know pace and control like i mean i think it plays much easier but people aren't going to be going out there and shooting fucking 10 under even, even now, but it, 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 it's been defanged a little bit. And like I said, they didn't change. They didn't, they didn't physically redesign the course and like use an excavator and fucking dig up the course and relay the fucking bricks. But it's been softened for sure.
1: I hope the guy is right that as people walk on it over summer, it starts to speed up a little bit.
0: Eh, whatever let it play as it lies i mean it's a great place it's a great place a lot of time right. all
1: right tim thank you thank you everybody for listening leave a five-star review rate and review the show share it with your mina friends thank you sir
0: Discover. Too happy to reveal Steve's blunder. He enjoyed blowing Steve's cover. This guy is prolific, Jesus. Oh, yeah, quick. Kirk handed Steve a suspension. Got a lot of grief for it in his mentions. <laughs> Steve could have gotten off easy, just done like flying Mike, and said he needed therapy. <laughs> oh, he got fucked by a man down under, <laughs> who thinks Steve's a motherfucker? Called him out as a show scrubber, he wants Steve replaced by another. some news today an Australian man was found slain <laughs> adult was found by the body said nobody can fuck with s <laughs> e yeah he fucked up a man down under <laughs>